habits are more than just discipline. They are based on reward. The secret of all spiritual discipline is not pain, it's pleasure. Interested? By forming good spiritual habits, we position ourselves in the paths of God's grace. Habits free us from being distracted by our own actions and techniques so our attention can focus on God. Well, bless the Lord. It's so good to be with you. And as I'm looking at this timing that we're in in this hour, it is so much of a fight to begin to have good habits today. Many times, sometimes you don't know where to even begin. Well, today I want to share with you about building spiritual habits. We've got all kind of habits that's not good for us, but I want to show you and share with you how to build habits that will bring P-R-O-F-I-T, profit, in your life. And God's will is for that to happen. He said, you know what? In 3 John 3 and 2, I can't help but make reference to it because the book has been a blessing in my life. (laughs) He said, you know what? I would that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. He said, that's my will for that to happen. A lot of people want to talk about it, but God wants us to prosper. And in order to prosper the way God wants it to happen, according to his system, then we have to begin to learn how to build good spiritual habits that will yield the God kind of prosperity in our lives, which is more than a dollar sign. The finances is just a part of it. God wants to do the whole life. W-H-O-L-E dash L-I-F-E. Whole life prosperity. (laughs) How about that? So we have to begin to build some good spiritual habits. And when you do it, you build them according to the word of God, it will change your life and it'll begin to strengthen your bond as well with Christ when you begin to adopt these habits. And I just want to share them with you because I found that most people want to change their lives, but Few people actually do. And the difference comes down to the power of habits. Habits govern our lives and allow us to engage in in a multitude of daily tasks without overloading our cerebral circuitry. And over the past few decades, advancing science and brain research, I love to read about the brain. I just enjoy reading about it. I, I think I may have been a brain surgeon if God had not called me in the path that he did. I love reading and looking and discovering about the brain. And over the last few decades, advancing science and brain research has given us untold insight into how God has hardwired us when it comes to habits, especially how to start, stop, and change habits. For instance, every habit has a cue, every habit has a routine, and every habit has a reward. And if your habit is to go to the gym after work, then your cue is when that clock hits 5 p.m. Your body begins to anticipate a good workout or whatever time it is that you go. You know it happens. And after the routine of an hour at the gym, see, the cue, the routine, your body feels energized, reward. Your body feels refreshed, flowing with positive chemicals released throughout the body. And if you want to start, stop, or change your habit, you need to deal with cues and rewards. If you want to refresh your soul and take your faith to new heights, I'm going to give you some spiritual habits that will change your life today. Number one, I'm just going to go through a list of them. How about that? (laughs) 
Consume the word. These things will change your life. That, yes, it will. When Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, he spoke to the importance of scripture when he said, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and 4. Do you know this spiritual habit is more than simply reading a quick Bible verse or devotional to start your day? It's an attitude towards the word that approaches it like a starving person, hungering, thirsting, approaching a starving person looking for bread. Read the word. Think about it throughout the day. Listen to it. Meditate on it. Memorize it. Consume it. Let me tell you, it will change you. Oh, now here are three rewards to look forward to. Now here are three rewards to look forward to when you consume the word. Guidance, spiritual food, and a renewed mind. When you consume the word, you gain a new perspective on life and receive guidance. At the same time, you feed your soul just like you feed your body with physical food. Isn't that wonderful? And over time, consuming the word renews your mind, changing the way you think, and therefore changing the way you live. A great cue for consuming the word is rise and fall. From Deuteronomy 6 and 7, when you get up in the morning and when you lay down, when you get up from your desk at work and when you sit down after lunch, take a moment and consume the word. All right. Next, pray continually. Oh, let's really, let's delve into that one. Do you know prayer is commanded throughout scripture? 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 is one example. So while the command isn't new on our approach to prayer, prayer might need to be new. Yeah, 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 yeah. For you. See, prayer isn't about coming to God with a Christmas wish list like you'd approach the Santa Claus waiting at the mall. Praying continually is cultivating an ongoing, vibrant, life-giving conversation with your Heavenly Father. See, when you pray continually, you'll discover the joys of selflessness when you take the focus off of yourself and intercede for other people. Oh, oh. As Philippians 4, 6 through 7 promises, you'll experience the peace that transcends all understanding that will guard your heart when you pray. And over time, you'll be able to point to specific moments in time when God showed up and answered your prayers in powerful ways. A cue for prayer continually as you pray is take a sip. Most of us drink something throughout the day, perhaps a cup of coffee to start the day or bottle water after lunch. But every time you take a sip, use that as a cue to remind you to speak to your heavenly father and pray continually. You know what I'm saying with that? So we just so misuse that is that you begin to include God in what you do and how you do in it. Hey, yeah, just think about him and thank him for it. <laughs> All right. What else can you do? Tell him I'm giving you those habits that will change your life. You hear me? It will change your life. All right. Walk in the spirit. Now, this one might seem a little odd at first if you weren't raised with an awareness or appreciation of the Holy Spirit. But if you read the book of Acts, you'll quickly see that the Holy Spirit is the main character of Acts. The early church doesn't exist without the Holy Spirit. We need him today just as much as the early church did. Walking in the spirit is about making yourself 
aware of his presence, God, uh huh, and surrendering to his, God's will, and obeying what he, God, tells you to do. Mm. When you walk in the spirit, you'll sense the presence of God in and around you. Huh? You'll begin to see divine movements of God as God shows up tangibly in your world. Woo. And as the Bible promises in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, over time, walking in the spirit will produce mm, the fruit of the spirit and your life will be characterized by love, joy, peace, ah, all the others, faith, goodness, gentleness, oh my God, meekness, oh, that's humility, oh my God, characterized by it, all of the fruit of the spirit. Your sister, just all around you. And the peace, oh, oh. Did you hear me say characterize? That means that it, it'll be so tangible, you'll know that he's there. And, and listen, a great cue for walking in the spirit is the, the physical act of walking itself. When you're walking from your house to the car or from one end of the office to the other, take a moment to recognize the spirit's presence in your life. Submit to him and obey what he leads you to do. Mm, that is so wonderful. That is so, so true. Walk in the spirit and be aware of his presence in all that you do. Don't forget about him. Don't leave him. Don't tell him, sit here until I get back. I'll pick you back up when I come out of here. I'll pick you back up when I leave here. No, be aware that he is ever present. He's always there. Jehovah Shammah. Okay, love others sacrificially. You know, this habit is the easiest to understand and the hardest to live out. <laughs> we all know that loving others is central to the Christian ethic. Yet many of us try and redefine what it actually means to love others. We think if we feel compassion or have good intentions, that's enough. But if you read Luke 10 and the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus clearly defines loving others in terms of actions, not just intentions. And when you make a habit of loving others sacrificially, you'll discover a sense of purpose as you are steeped in the realization that you are a part of something that matters. And over time, you'll see lives transformed uh, as hearts are softened through the most powerful weapon in the world. What is it? Love. And long after you're gone, your act of sacrificial love will continue to multiply to future generations. And a great cue for loving others sacrificially is every time you touch your phone. Whether you touch your phone as a prelude to interacting with the world or escaping from it. Touching your phone happens as many times throughout the day as we should be loving others sacrificially, continuously. Yeah, you're touching it continuously. That's the way we should be loving others sacrificially, continuously. Ah, what's another one? Share Jesus. Ah, all of the habits that I have aforementioned up to this one, you'll discover how much easier and how much more effective sharing Jesus when you're consuming the word and praying continually. You'll also discover a new level of effectiveness in your witness when you walk in the spirit and allow him to lead you towards those ready to hear the gospel. And when you preface your message with acts of sacrificial love, sharing Jesus fills you with joy as you fulfill the main mission left you on this earth to do. 
you'll also see your faith and confidence explode as you go public with your faith. And finally, you'll see eternal destinies forever change because of your willingness to share your faith. The cue for this habit is every conversation. Every time you enter into a conversation with someone, ask the Spirit when and how you can share Jesus. What am I saying? Get into the habit. Get into the habit. None of these habits that I have said are easy. Not one of them. I know that. But when you begin to understand that you're going to begin to move into this and change is going to come in your life, you find out about the cue, the routine, and the reward of it. You'll begin to consume the word and pray continually, walking in the spirit and loving others sacrificially and sharing Jesus. It'll be so worth it. And when you stack an active prayer life on top of a regular consumption of the word, you cultivate an ongoing conversation with God into which the spirit will join, leading you to walking in the spirit. Do you know walking in the spirit will always lead you to someone you can love sacrificially and share Jesus with? So make no mistake, these habits have the power to change your life. These habits have the power to build you spiritually, having you being rooted and grounded in God's word with your feet firmly planted on the truth, confident in what you believe, why you believe it, and most importantly, why it matters. Oh, this is something that you want in your life. This is something that you got to have in your life as you begin to receive the cues and the routines and the rewards of setting this up as a practice. Oh, let me tell you, change will come. You might say, well, how am I going to do all this? Well, synergistically, you got to have some things operating. You can access a free Bible on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. version. that's what it's called, You version. It's a simple ad-free Bible that brings God's word into your daily life. Oh, yes. Then you have the Bible wherever you go. See, and you can read from dozens of translations or start a daily reading plan. You could even share what you're reading with friends and family and build the habit of Bible reading. Also, honor God with your resources and your tithing synergistically. Oh, yes. While you are building these spiritual habits, the word tithe literally means 10%. And so we began to give God and honor God with our tithe. You find yourself walking in financial freedom as you begin to explore the resources that can help you grow and be a good money manager from God. Oh, yes. And you start connecting with others of like faith and mind. Life is not meant to be lived alone. In fact, God hates loneliness. You and I were created to experience life with other people. And that's why I encourage you to get involved at your local church. Oh, yes. And I want you to know at our church, we have small groups of of three or more people who gather each week and they gather in the workplace. They gather online. They gather as they meet outside the home or they meet in the home in a group. You let me tell you, you'll start hanging out. You'll start studying the word. You'll start praying together no matter where you are in life. There's a place for you in God. Well, you know what? I've enjoyed sharing this with you today. And so my prayer for you is that you live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. 
Did you miss a Dash episode recently? If so, we have you covered. You can get all of the previous Dash teachings on your podcast platform right now. It's a great opportunity to not only catch up on what you've missed, but also share the teaching with others who need to hear it. Every message gives you the opportunity to share through your favorite social media channel, email, or text. It's a valuable way to let your friends and family know what God is teaching you through Dash with Carol Dixon. If you would like to know more about Dr. Carol Dixon and Dash, go to our website at caroldixon.net. Mm-hmm.